Well, February only really gets exciting in the last week, but it's a three-planet conjunction, and although the nights are still very long, uh, the dominating presence of Orion makes a very good opportunity for constellation hunting. Welcome to Observing with Webb for February of 2021. Uh, like I said, February looks like a... Um, well, a less exciting month, uh, but this is the podcast where a high school astronomy tells you, high school astronomy teacher tells you what you're looking at, why it's so cool, and what you should check out later this month at night. And so I'll start off with what the planets are doing, then move on to the events, and then take a bit more time with constellations. So let's start with the naked eye planets. So in terms of the timing, there's only one sunset planet, and that would be Mars. Now, Mars will start off in the south, so just look toward the south and look about two-thirds of the way up the sky after sunset and find the twinkling reddish-orange dot, which is much brighter than everything around it. Uh, that's going to be Mars, and that sets around midnight in the west-northwest. And then you're not really going to see anything throughout the night. It's really down to the morning when you might actually be able to catch something. And the first one is Venus. Now, Venus is still there in the southeast, but it's pretty low. Uh, you might be able to catch a one last glimpse of Venus uh, this first week of February. However, it dives toward the sun and stays close to the sun until about April. So Venus is on its way out. And lastly, you've got Saturn, Jupiter, and Mercury in the mornings, but, well, basically just the last week. So Saturn, Jupiter, and Mercury, uh, you've got the two gas giants, Saturn and Jupiter. They just barely make an appearance this month, uh, and that's because they just had their conjunction with the sun in January. And they are very close to the sun in the mornings, and they get higher and they rise earlier each day. So they will do, you know, repeat the cycle that we have of them being morning planets turning into evening planets. But anyway, if you want to see this, go out after 545 in the morning, but before sunrise, which is about 645, uh, that last week of February. And Jupiter will be the very low one, and it'll be the brighter one, with Saturn up and to the right by about 7 degrees. And Mercury will be in there, usually right in between Saturn and Jupiter. So you might be able to catch those three um, and that's it for the planets. So make sure you see Mars at night. And then if you're in the morning the last week, you've got Saturn, Jupiter, and Mercury. So what's going on throughout the month? Well, let's just talk the moon. We start off the month with a waning gibbous. So every night you go longer and longer without seeing the moon. 
The last quarter moon is on the 4th, visible from midnight and into the morning. Then the rest of that week is the morning crescents until the 11th. That's when we have the darkest skies and no moon. Then the following week, we've got some evening crescents off in the west after sunset. First quarter moon on the 19th, and then we've got gibbous moons um, mostly lit after sunset that week. And then the full moon is on the 27th. Uh, then, um, yeah, we basically have two events and one I pretty much already talked about. Uh, the first event is on the 18th. Uh, it's a nice close encounter between the moon and Mars. So this is a good chance if you're having trouble finding Mars, um, the moon is right next to it. So you just get out there between sunset and midnight and you find that first quarter moon in the southwest. And the red, ruddy Mars will be close and bright, just four degrees above the moon. It'll, you'll know it's Mars. It'll be very different from the other stars. And then the last week of February, I already talked about this, uh, but Jupiter, Saturn, and Mercury, which is quite a rare sight in getting all three of them together. So again, you just get out there after 6 a.m., before sunrise, and look very, very low on that southeastern horizon. Um, try to get the clearest view, the clearest skies, and you might find that flat triangle that changes from morning to morning. But um, Jupiter, Saturn, Mercury over there. And uh, that's, that's it for the events. Uh, so let's, uh, let's take a little more time this month to talk about some constellations. Where I want to go here is Orion, right? You've probably heard this before, but um, this is especially good for newbies. Um, after dinner, the types of constellations you can see would be Orion and his winter companions. So by 7 p.m., Orion is about as high as it will get for the night, and it's about halfway up if you're facing south. And so now we can tour the winter constellation. So here's what you do. Maybe pause this and go outside. So begin by finding Orion by looking for three stars in almost a straight line and close to each other, which is Orion's belt. And this is surrounded by a bigger vertical, almost a rectangle of stars. Now Orion will be our guidepost for the other winter constellations. So let's go back to that belt. Start at the left belt star and draw a straight line connecting the three stars and then continue that line to the right far past the last star belt, about 20 degrees, which is about two fist widths if you hold your fists at arm's length. That's where you'll find the V constellation Taurus with bright red Aldebaran at the top left of that V. Taurus is part of a big cluster of stars known as the Hyades. Now, remember that line you just made? Follow it 10 degrees further, that's one fist width, and you'll find a mini, mini dipper of stars called the Pleiades, which is another open cluster of stars within our Milky Way galaxy. Um, all right, so let's go back to the belt, but draw the connecting line from right to left this time and continue about 20 degrees past the belt. Again, 
but on the opposite side. And that's where you'll find the brightest star in our night sky, Sirius. Now, perhaps you can also see the constellation Canis Major, known as the Big Dog. Um, now, actually, you know what? Let, let's, let's go on with Gemini Auriga and Canis Minor. So um, if you go back to Canis Major, so belt, go to the left, brightest star, see if you can see a dog there. Um, if you go above that, you'll see two stars next to each other. One is Procyon, one is one I don't know the name of, uh, but those two make up Canis Minor, or the little dog. So basically, Orion has his two um, hunting dogs with him, and that's uh, Canis Minor is above Canis Major. Um, if you go up and to the right a little bit, you should see two bright stars about the same brightness, known as Je uh, sorry, known as <laughs> Pollux and Castor, uh, and they make up the two head stars of Gemini, the uh, the twins constellation. And then to the right of that is a pentagon known as Auriga, uh, the charioteer. It does not look like a chariot or a person riding a chariot. To me, it just looks like a cool geometric shape. So. Go and check that out. Um, but all of these constellations make what we call the winter circle. So if you actually take some of the brightest stars in each constellation, uh, you can make a circle of the bright stars. Um, Rigel and Orion, the bottom right star. And then you go to the left and you hit um, Sirius, the brightest star in Canis Major. Then you go up and you get to Procyon in Canis Minor. Up and a little bit to the right is Pollux and Castor of Gemini. To the right of that is Auriga's brightest star, Capella. And then you go back down to Orion's leg. All right. So anyway, um, yeah, there you go. And they're going to move from left to right across the sky, sort of above you and down by the morning. And then lastly, if you are a person who likes to get up early and take a look out, this is a great month in the morning to check out Leo. Now, Leo will be a little bit to the west, but the Big Dipper will be super big and very bright above Leo's backward question mark. So don't forget that um, this podcast is found on my Podbean page, mrweb.podbean.com, also Stitcher and iTunes, and I do a video version basically every month, uh, and I can be found, uh, that's on my YouTube channel, and I can be found on Twitter and Instagram as at mrwebpvmrwebb. PV. The Peckway Valley Planetarium and its events and updates are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well as at PV Planetarium. So with that, um, I wish you a, an exciting and uh, very clear dark skies for the month of February.